Hello and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. I'm Matt Deason and I'm here with Donald Easterbrooks, Chris Losey, and Stephen Albion. And this week's episode is devoted to updating the church community on our church plant in Portland, Maine. A ton has happened since COVID-19 hit and there have been a lot of developments and changes and it's been hard to get everyone together to give a full update as we've been sheltering at home in different parts of town and even different states. Um, Stephen, you've just come back from California, but uh, we've got everyone together today and we're calling on the church to um, pray for these guys and uh, rally behind them as they prepare to take this next big step in their journey. Uh, but before we get there, I'd love to just start by asking you guys for an update on the last few months, uh, how things have unfolded and what's developed. And I was hoping we could start with your visit to Portland, Maine. Uh, a handful of you got this call from God to go to Portland, Maine and plant this church. And we had all of you share back in late December on a Sunday uh, how you felt called and how you discerned that and how you came together as a team. Uh, but at the time uh, that we that we did that, none of you had been to Portland, Maine. And so right around the time that COVID hit, uh, a few of you went over to uh, check in uh, or to check it out and just get your feet on the ground and start praying. And so, Chris, you went and you're going to be heading up the church plant. And Donald, you aren't planning to move to Maine, uh, but your daughter is. And you went along on that scouting trip as well. So maybe I'll start by asking the two of you just to share about that trip to Portland, Maine. Uh, you guys are the first uh, church that we're planting, but my prayer is that you won't be the last. And so I think it'll be really helpful for us as a community to get a grasp on like, what do you do when you go on a scouting trip? Uh, what were you hoping to accomplish? And then what actually happened when you went? Go for it. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, definitely a couple things um, as far as purpose <clears throat> for going. Uh, for, for me, um, it, it really wasn't a, a, a confirmation for us to go or, or, or to confirming that we're supposed to be there. I mean, it really was a scouting trip. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, the, the, really the purpose was lay of the land, um, connections, um, and you know, just really getting a, a, an idea of the culture, the people, um, what it was actually like to be there. And, 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 you know, a lot of the questions you have when you're planting a church or even just moving to a different um, area is, you know, what does 30 minutes look like? Um, you know, a lot of the practical elements, like what, what does it mean to be 30 minutes outside the city? Is that still Portland? Um, or is there a different culture when you go, you know, 20 minutes outside of the city compared to, you know, the actual city center? So a lot of those questions that we were asking amongst ourselves, like, you know, you know, is, are we in Portland center or are we in the suburbs? And, um, you know, what would, what are the people going to be like there? And what can we start praying for? And all those questions, questions that we had, I felt like going, going there, actually getting the boots on the ground, um, provided some clarity. So I'd say clarity was a, was a big thing for us. And, and I, and I really want to stress this. It, it wasn't to confirm whether or not we were supposed to be there, whether or not we were supposed to go. It really was just an informative trip. <clears throat> and so I think going in with that in mind, um, really helped, helped us, you know, stay focused on what, what we were doing there. Um, we weren't, you know, we, you know, knowing that allowed us to take 
take a drive for most of the day and just look around and not feel like we were wasting time. Like we knew even just, you know, on several days where we, you know, we spent at least a good four hours in the car driving that it actually had meaning. Right. Um, there was an actual purpose to it, right? Like what does it, what does it mean? For example, you know, we took a uh, cruise to actually two days. We, we went out to Lewiston, Maine on the map. It looked much further. Right on, on the map, we we looked and we were we were thinking, gosh, it's got to be at least an hour to get there, or maybe forty five minutes to get there. <clears throat> However, it only took us thirty minutes exit to exit. Um, and you know, if if you think thirty minutes outside of a major city, you know how how different is that going to feel? Is it going to feel like Portland? Um, do they identify themselves as being part of Portland, or or is it completely? something, you know, altogether different, different culture, different people, um, different feel um, of the city. And, and I think a lot of those questions got answered, even though we were only there for a short period of time. Yeah. I think for me, the main reason I went was to support Chris, hmm. um, to be um, one, I was helping him set up a relationship with a guy there named Ian Ashby and Sam Poe and the church that's over there. Part of a different part of the family of New Frontiers, which Regions Beyond is part of, um, they're on a different, uh, a different part of that anyway. But that was kind of my reason was to go and to be a support for Chris, to be praying while we were there, um, and to be somebody that didn't really have a vested interest in any of the decisions being made. Like I know my daughter's going, but I don't feel a responsibility for that. And like going through and, and checking things out for, her. um, so for me, it was really making sure that that connection was met with Ian and Sam and then, um, being able to come alongside Chris and just support him through it. Yeah. And I think that's really helpful. I actually like that model of having, you going, Chris, and saying, I want to get a feel of the lay of the land. I want to start. That's what we did when we were preparing to move to Spokane. You just start driving around different neighborhoods and just praying and getting a sense for kind of the layout and feel of the city. And through that, hopefully beginning to discern, hey, where where are we supposed to be? Right. But I also like, Donald, that you were able to go and just be, I don't know if unbiased is the right word, but just to have this like outside perspective um, and to provide another angle on that and just be able to even just be driving around and listening and saying, Hey, here's what I'm seeing, sensing, you know, speaking into that from an outside perspective, if I can call it that yeah, uh, is actually really helpful. And I think it was also helpful for the rest of the team members too, because, you know, if somebody's going there with uh, a preconceived idea you know, it can be easier to dismiss as opposed to somebody that doesn't really have a vested interest. Right. Yeah, that, that, that was huge. I think that was huge for me was just hearing, you know, just knowing that Donald, you know, was, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to have preconceived ideas on, you know, you know, prophetic words on, um, you know, what does it mean for God to say this? And, and, and you know, even the idea of you know, being in Portland, is it, is it city limits? Is it Portland Metro? Is it the greater Portland area? Mm -hmm. And those, those looming questions that happen while you're there of like, ah, gosh, what does this, how do I work this out? And just to have somebody there that has, you know, you're, you're not moving, you're, you're not taking the trip out there and just to be able to have that clarity 
um, when you're there. Because there's, there's a lot of emotions, right? I mean, we're, we're packing up our bags, moving 3,000 miles away to a city we've never been to except for this, you know, for that first trip. And so just to have somebody there that, that what, you know, that just had a, um, was much more level-headed um, in the sense that you weren't coming with any baggage, right? There wasn't anything that you were trying to answer or over-answer on the trip. Right. So, it, you know, it was, it was a blessing to have you there. Yeah, and I remember when you guys got back to just the excitement that you really had and held for us. Though we, as a group, we all had that excitement. When you guys came back, you shared all the the stories and and the the feelings and and how the holy really the Holy Spirit really spoke to you guys in that time. Um, and just that excitement built up in us as a group too. Like though we didn't get to go there in person. Um, we sent out a couple of our men and um, they came back with grapes and honey and all these stories about, oh, hey, like this is an amazing place. And we're stoked to go over there and plant this church um, and see God invade Maine, really. That's awesome. So, yeah, maybe we'll turn our attention to that. When you were, you went, I think it was that weekend that you went when all the COVID stuff started hitting, right? Like yeah. you, you were there and all of yes. a sudden they were like, canceled flights to Europe and like all this stuff just started hitting really quickly. Um, that was the morning I flew out. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, good thing you weren't flying to Europe, but yeah, <laughs> yeah there's was, there was actually COVID um, stuff on, on the TV screens all in the Boston airport. So the whole time we were there, it was like everybody was like turning their attention to the TVs. Oh my and every, gosh, everyone's staring there like, are my flights about to get shut down? Like what is happening right now? So that was just kind of a wild weekend to go there, right? Yeah. As like all of that stuff is hitting. Um, and, but I, but by the time you like got on the plane to come back, like, what did you feel like God had spoken to you during that time? Obviously, you've, you're like, oh, I'm more familiar with this place. I have a, a basic sense of the culture, the layout of the city. How does it feel to be there? Was there anything specific that you felt like God spoke to you during that trip? Um, there was a, well, I'll start with, because I landed on Thursday. Chris and Nick had landed on Wednesday. Um, and so they got a day to kind of be there and scope it out um, before I even got there. But the first thing when I landed was I drove to, so Boston, um, New Hampshire, so Massachusetts, New Hampshire and Rhode Island and Maine are all like slammed together. And so you land in Boston, you drive through New Hampshire to get to Portland, Maine. And it's like two hours. Right. It's kind of like when you're going from Spokane to Montana, it's oh, just, right. you're just, just like you're in Idaho and then you're out of Idaho. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we were meeting uh, Sam and Ian Ashby, uh, who oversees, I think, like six or seven different churches. Um, and they have like three or four different church plants going right now, wow. as it is. Um, and I've known Ian Ashby adjacent, like I haven't had a lot of time with him, but I've known Sam Poe, who's one of the other main guys there for about 10 or 11 years. Huh. Um and so we got to meet with them and I, I kind of told Chris, I don't know what to expect. You know, right. my hope with them meeting with Ian was to be able to give him some better information. Uh, they had tried a church plan in Portland that didn't end up doing very well. There were some leadership issues at the time, I guess. Um, so just walking into that meeting, I had no idea what even the possibilities were. And I'll let you share more about that. Yeah, I, I think that connection was a, a huge, 
huge moment for us. Um, you know, cause I mean, again, you're, well, you guys didn't know anyone. We didn't you're know just anyone. Like, right? There's just a state on a map. I'm going to this state. I'm going to somewhere yeah. around this city. I know zero people. So just to have that first connection yeah. in the region is, is a big deal. Oh, it was, yeah. it, it was, it was absolutely huge. And, and it, just like you said, I mean, we're talking practical things, especially when you're trying to move there right now. And it's, it, you know, who are you going to, who are you going to call to check, check out certain areas? Like, is this a safe area? Is this not a safe, you know, um, you know, even right now, I mean, I've been emailing um, Ian right now. So the connection that was made has already um, been something that has been uh, such a blessing um, right now, just to know that there's somebody there, right? There's somebody there that we can be connected to. But yeah, that, that, that interaction, we didn't come in with any preconce preconceived ideas of what was going to result at, you know, of us meeting together. Um, but yeah, meeting Ian um, and those guys, it was, it was great. It was just a, it was he, so refreshing. He pretty much threw open the doors to the church hmm. and said, awesome. whatever you need, you can use our staff. You can, we'll help you set up relationships and meetings wow. with different church planners. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was um, not what I was expecting. I was expecting a lot more, Hey, we're going to get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, let's, right. you know, let's start off slow. And it was just open arms. Honestly, <laughs> Ian was just, it was just wide open. And I love how he, I'm going to kind of paraphrase what he said, but it was something down the lines of, you know, we're going to be as available as you, you want us to be available. <laughs> like I, wow. I can be as, um, as involved as you, as you hmm. want me to be involved. And so it was just refreshing. There's yeah, no strings attached. It was just, it was just a connection that, that didn't feel, it didn't feel pushed. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel, uh, you know, forced. Um, it was just, it honestly, it was a divine connection. And that was, was that day two? That was, was well, it was day one for me, day two for you. Yeah, day two yeah. for us. So and, right and off. And Ian Ashby, it, I correct me if I'm wrong. He was at one point with Ray Lowe was sent out from Ray Lowe's church correct. in correct. England. Okay. Cause so, most of the people listening will know Ray Lowe. Yeah. So just like to make that kind of fun connection there. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is 100% a disciple of, of Ray Lowe. When he talks about big and Hill in the early days and sending people out. Oh yeah. Ian was one of the first people he sent out. Nice. Okay. Just for context for, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so you made a great connection there, which is awesome just to have people in the region who are like-minded, came out of the New Frontiers family, connections to Ray Lowe, open doors, open arms kind of a thing, already in the church planting mindset. So that's huge open door for you guys. Was there anything else that you felt like uh, specifically that God spoke to you in terms of region or where you think you might plant or like neighborhoods, anything like that? Yeah, um, so I, and I, I may kind of butcher the order of, of how everything unfolded, but we went to Lewis and Auburn twice, which is just a, a little city. I know I already mentioned that. Um, it's about 30, 30 minutes exit to exit. Yeah, but when you say little, I mean, it's still 60,000 people. It is, but I mean, it, depending on how you define a little city, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, 60,000 60, people. It's not a big city. Well, right? that's Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, a Coeur d'Alene um, size city, and so so we took a 30, 30 minute trip out there twice um, in, in our stay out in Maine, and there was definitely I would say that that area had probably the most um, that had most the most draw, and I would mm -hmm. say something that was very unique on our trip. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's plenty of areas that we loved. I mean, Portland's beautiful. Bath mm -hmm. was 
was a pretty city. Um, you know, South Portland was was nice. Was plenty of plenty of really great places, and we definitely felt connected. And let me first say this: we definitely felt like when we were there, like we, we were called here. There was a sense right. of you know the shoe fits. This is yeah. this is where we're supposed to be. Right. Um, but there was something unique about Lewis and Auburn. And it um, stood out to you. It's something stirred in your heart. You just, it did. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was, it was neat. Cause, um, when we went there, I, I ended up having, it was, I think it was a Friday and wasn't it a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a Friday. And you know, normally for, for me with work, Fridays are usually my slow day. And this happened to be obviously with COVID, we had a major event that ended mm. up, we had a close, it was a live event. It had to close it down. So I had all this stuff that was coming up out of nowhere. And we were in Lewiston, Auburn. I was in a coffee shop and I spent most of my time there while Donald and, and Nick kind of traversed the area. I, I don't remember everything that they did. Um, and I definitely want Donald to share because I think that was where, where they started kind of feeling that before I did. Mm-hmm. Even though I would say that when I was there, there was a unique, and I don't want to use the word feel, but there was just something different about the area. Even just being there, I, I almost sensed like, okay, there, there's something, there, there's something mm. special about this place. But I, I'd love for Donald to kind of. Yeah. I mean, we started off the day with Dunkin' Donuts, as you should, right? Um, Absolutely. And because Chris, Chris bases everything off of donuts anyway. That's a fact. Um, Sets the trajectory for your day. It sets the trajectory for the day. But we drove around. So Portland's kind of a really different city. It's kind of got a Seattle feel Mm -hmm. because, like, it's built – it kind of slopes down into the bay. the water, yeah. Yeah, and so – but Portland itself is probably – the downtown area is probably about double the size of Spokane. Um, And so we started driving around – uh, I think we drove specifically to Lewiston to start off. And um, when we got there, Chris had to uh, was realizing he had to deal with some work stuff. So we found a coffee shop and we were just chilling out in there because it was rainy and cold. Mm. Wasn't the greatest weather. And so I m- kind of my take on the trip was to be praying the whole time and just be open to whatever God was wanting to speak wherever mm-hmm. we were at. Um, so it was those things of driving around laughing and praying all at the same time. Um, and so, uh, knowing Chris got locked into work and he kept texting us, it was like, uh, just one more hour. I just need one more hour. <laughs> That's the truth. And I was like, all right, this is getting old. But, um, as we're sitting in the coffee shop, I'm looking around and just realizing how many young people there were. And what struck me as I was, and I really feel like God was just opening my eyes. And as I looked around, there wasn't, everybody was in groups. Everybody was in like groups of five to six to eight people. And they all had come, uh, we're all sitting around these tables, just chatting and talking and interacting. And I, it's not something you see a lot. You know, you can see two or three people in a thing. And what I really felt like God was saying was, um, it's a community and they're really tightly knit relationships, but they were ripe for a community based church hmm. and they were just looking for a way to connect. Hmm. Um, and so <laughs> Nick had to run out and do some stuff and I wasn't feeling great that day, but, um, decided to go out and just spend some time praying and walking around. And as we started walking around, I got to meet a guy from Cameroon. Um, and he was, showing me that they believe in the Trinity, except it was like 
it was something completely different. But I was like, oh, as a Christian, we believe in the Trinity. And he's like, yeah, this is way different. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just unique to see the community. And Nick ended up having a connection with one of the pawn shops. Yeah. Uh, one of the pawn shop owners, um, I guess, he was asking Nick, you know, kind of, what are you guys coming here to do? And he said, you know, we're looking to plant a church. And the guy was like, that's amazing. My wife is a pastor in the vineyard and we're really connected with all three of the vineyard church plants here. Hmm. He was like, if you need any sound equipment or anything, please come and let me know. I'd love to help out. I'd love to help you guys get connected. And that was all within like an hour of being there. And then we, Nick and I, uh, Nick went over to get a hot dog from this old hot dog, uh, like restaurant that had been there from like the, I think his great grandfather started it. I can't remember how long. But yeah, it was like he knew everybody in the community Hmm. and was, you know, everybody was meeting in this little hole in the wall breakfast slash hot dog place that his grandfather had started. Hmm. And as I started reading some of the posts on reviewing the cities, um, that was one of the comments that a lot of people were making about Lewiston and Auburn is just how how much of a community they are and how much they are in relationship with each other and it just really began impacting me in that way yeah didn't didn't they say that there's i think there was a barbecue in the park every weekend in every the summer? once a month once a month hmm. that's that i mean that's a testament free. right it was a free, free barbecue yeah awesome. i mean how many cities do a free barbecue continually um yeah, yeah i think in that i think that vibe of community was even felt by myself even though i was sitting in a coffee shop for most of the day for the first time we went there um yeah, and just hearing your guys' story, I think for me it was the second time we went. So, so after the so the first time we went, obviously, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, I sensed this. There was something different about the area. Of course, Nick sensed the same thing, and and Donald sensed the, the exact same thing. Um, so, so we ended up going back again, and this in the second trip, we we had this really amazing, um, I would I would say encounter. Um, we kept driving around and we kept seeing LA. Well, that was on the first, that was the first trip. That was the first one. Yeah. So Nick and I, so while, again, while he's in the coffee shop, mm-hmm. I, I can't highlight that enough. <laughs> yeah. You should say it one more time <laughs> if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and I were driving around cause we just wanted to scout out some of the area. And Nick was like, huh, I see all these signs that say LA. He was like, that's funny. We're moving to L or he was like making a joke. What if we moved to LA? Yeah. And, um, so Nick or uh, Chris was able to get free from work, and uh, we we drove around the city again just to show him a little bit more of the city, so he get a good feel with it. And Nick was like, "Oh, hey, look, there are these signs that say LA everywhere." And Chris looks at him and goes, "Didn't we get a prophetic word yeah, about that's what that?" It was yeah, yeah. I I, kept, I swore I kept, I think I kept saying like, "No, one of you guys got something on LA," and then I texted the whole group. And Alex, my, of course, my wife texts me back and she's like, Chris, that was me. That was, that was with you and I. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And uh, so she had, she had a prophetic word um, and she wrote it in her notebook and was praying. And she, she, got, she got L-A and she asked me about it when she got it. And she was like, do you, think this, do you think this means anything? I was like, I don't know. I don't really, you know. I don't know. If I had to I guess, like, maybe Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe like, like, we're moving again. Yeah, like we're not moving to LA. Absolutely not. You're supposed uh, to be a Dodgers fan. Oh, come on. Don't oh. say that. <laughs> now you're getting him all flustered. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now you're going too far. No, I'm kidding. 
Uh, no, so so she she had that word, and she reminded me. She said, "Yeah, Chris, I had that word, L.A." And um, it was just this like thing that just hit where we kept saying, and I think for me, because Nick kept saying L.A., 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 oh, another sign. And I kept looking around and everywhere, it was like L.A. orthodontics. It was like L.A., you know, wh whatever, L.A. coffee shop. Everything said L.A. there. And uh, so it was just really cool. Uh, it was a cool moment because I forgot about the word, and that to mm. me even made it made it even more impactful because it like it wasn't like I was going into Lewis and Auburn oh, right. thinking like with that know, in mind, yeah. And 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 even to add to that, when when we look at the map, all we saw was Lewiston. I never made the connection that Lewis and Auburn would even be called LA, right. It was sort right? of like receiving that word all over again, like Absolutely. for the first time in that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and Lewis and Auburn are kind of like Portland, Vancouver. Right, they're two different cities. Well, two different cities but they're separated by the river yeah and a different state line but that's yeah. not the same <laughs> but the next so even just even when we were praying about it the next day um i still encourage them to go and drive and see some of the other cities mm. you know that's not just right let's keep moving and see if god you know see if there's yeah. see if there's more to have it and so we drove further up north and then made our way over to Lewiston. So the the day before we had gone up to Lewiston, which is north, right? Yeah. And then we had gone east to Bath, yeah, east and Bath, and down south and along the coastline. So this time we went up north and then headed um, headed east. No, we went west and then headed north. Northwest. I'm all confused. Anyway, <laughs> we'll meet in the middle, northwest. But um, I had asked Chris while we were driving through the countryside in Maine which is beautiful. Um, and, um, just text Alex and have her draw what she saw in her vision with the LA. And as we were pulling up to Lewiston, I saw the sign. And so I pulled over and we were able to look at the letters and the sign. Mostly I wanted him to see that. I was pretty sure that, you know, that is what it meant, but I think for them to be able to see it, Mm -hmm. yeah and see and it just the impact of that mm -hmm. yeah no it was it, it was it was really powerful it, it was it was cool because again we we loved the whole area it was beautiful it was it was, a, it was a fun trip but just to have that moment where there was something that god was highlighting again something that i forgot right, right. and yeah. so it was it was something afresh in, in mm -hmm. that moment totally. um, and it just made it that much sweeter right so first time you went for your first scouting trip um, and came away with these great connections, Ian Ashby, even like connecting with some of the local people, um, maybe feeling this special draw, almost like confirmation pull toward, uh, LA. Um, and then you're coming back here. So it sounds like that scouting trip was in, in my opinion, a huge success to have all of those things happen in a few days, um, is like more than I think you would get out of a typical scouting trip for a church plant. But then you're coming back here, COVID's hitting. Maybe we can turn our attention now to kind of how COVID has affected the plans and um, how everything has unfolded. Originally, the team was planning to leave in late August. Um, and I think with COVID hitting and some other factors, maybe you want to mention your house, the, a bunch of things have really sped up that timeline. And we want to update the church on that as well. So awesome scouting trip. Now let's turn our attention to just the timeline and what's happened since COVID hit uh, and what the next few weeks might hold. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll definitely a lot. I mean, right, you're 
you know, already dealing with packing up your bags, moving 3000 miles away to a place you've now only been once. Um, and, and then all of a sudden COVID hits and, you know, I, you know, obviously I think it was a lot for the whole team to process. And I think we're still processing it now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but a lot of really cool things along the way that God did. I think, I think the first thing was, you know, him selling, you know, our house getting sold the way it did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, um, and, and you were planning to originally planning to sell your house later, like June time. And I was your realtor, right. That prompted you and said, yeah. you guys should really speed up your timeline and sell mm -hmm. soon to get a good price. So it went from, we're going to sell in June, move in August to let's just sell right away and figure the rest out as we go. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it wasn't, right? it wasn't a big difference in the timeline, but an, yeah, but again, two, two, three weeks, um, you know, or I guess it, may, it might've been a little bit longer, but, um, it, it may not sound like a lot to somebody, but when you're trying to sell your house and fix it up and, and, and again, we bought a home when we originally purchased this home, it wasn't with the idea that we we're going to move in two years. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So we, we bought, we went a little, little over our heads. We were in a little over our heads on this one. We bought a really big fixer upper and, you know, we had to get the place ready, obviously with the Albion's help, which they, they, they blessed us so much by being there. They, they helped us actually get this house ready in the time we needed. But absolutely the, the realtor said, you know what, like with COVID hap you know, with what's happening with COVID, um, I don't know if waiting is a good idea. And I think the way it's looking right now, you guys can, I think everybody can fairly probably say it's going to be pretty hard to sell a house as it gets, you know, as it, you know, economic as toll. Deeper, um, yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I think for us, it was selling the house. We, we ended up selling it early. Um, and then the worry of like, it, how long is this going to take to sell it? And number two, you know, we're going to be able to sell it for the price that we need. Right. And so we, we ended up um, listing it for 5,000 more than the original, um, you know, price point that we wanted to list it at. Mm -hmm. So we sold it, we, we listed it for a little bit higher. Um, and then to our surprise, uh, we sold it within five days and, and not just sold it in five days, but we had an offer day one, we had an offer day two. And I think by the fifth day, what was it? Seven, seven offers, se yeah. seven offers. Mm. Um, so it wasn't and, and the first offer was asking and every offer after that was over asking. So not wow. only did we sell it in five days, but we sold it for more than asking during a global pandemic. So it was, it, I mean, just to, to say it shocked us was, was an mm. understatement. So wow recommended we sell it earlier, listed it earlier, sold it for more. And uh, yeah, and I think it didn't stop there. I mean, I think the fact that you guys sold your, uh, you know, camper and your in your car, I think that but, was But as COVID is hitting and you're trying to get your house on the market as fast as you can, sounds like mentally things were kind of shifting from leaving late August to really being open to leaving earlier than that. Is that fair? Or when did that, when did that shift happen? Well, yeah. I think, I think you could even look back to January because with, when he was looking to originally sell, he was looking to originally sell in June. But then when he started bringing in some other voices, other realtors and stuff like that, they were saying right now the market is is right. amazing. So you might want to take advantage of that market. And that started shifting. And then with Stephen and Megan, they, they brought their trailer over because they had... Uh, they had retired. I don't know what the <laughs> separated is. Yeah. separated from the army or yeah. sorry, air force. Oh, it's okay. Lord. It's I'll okay. forgive you. Yeah, yeah. 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 You can edit that I can us. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had moved onto the property and were camping out, boondocking on the property at the time. So it was kind of this perfect storm that hit, like all that things have been shifting so fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bizarre, really. So, um. 
when they were over in Maine, um, Megan and I were probably in Seattle um, mm-hmm. during the exact same time. And I was going to dive school over there. And as they were getting the news about COVID, obviously we were getting the news about COVID in Seattle as well. And so what happened was the school is like, yeah, we obviously like all, like all schools, we have to shut down. So we came back over to Spokane, just as pretty much you guys were coming back from Maine over to Spokane. Um, and we're like, okay, well, you know, what's happening right now? Like, is this going to be like a temporary, like week two thing, or is this going to be prolonged? Um, cause originally you had more of like a six month, like I'm going to go through this six month school, exactly. I'm going to graduate, then go to Maine. All of a sudden school's gone. So you're like, yep. well, what, a, why would I wait six months? You yeah. know, like that, that whole timeline shifted. And so with that, as the timeline shifted, I'm like, well, if I wait two or three months to go back to school, then I'm not going to graduate until early 2021. And I didn't want to leave or abandon the group with um, that thought. So I was like, okay, you know, like dive school would have been fun, um, but it's just not going to happen. And so now I've got to find a way to provide for my family um, in the midst of this. And so we start looking and I was like, okay, well, my resume is really tailored toward law enforcement. And so I can just hop back onto that train. And at the same time, Megan and I are praying through this and the Lozies are praying through this. And we're like, okay, God, like, you know, you, you, you're sovereign over this. You knew that we were going to be planting in the middle of this. So like, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to wait this out? Do you want us to, to go in the middle of this? And so we all really felt at peace, um, with like moving in, um, sooner rather than later. So, so we just had kind of took that plunge. I canceled school, um, started to applying to jobs over in um, Maine. And then at the same time, we were just talking to the Lozies about the logistics of it. Like, okay, well, how is this going to work um, as far as moving over there? You know, when should we start and when should we leave? What's going to happen? You guys, this was before you had even listed your house. Um, and so you're like, yeah, okay, let's like, let's hop on it. And obviously you guys had prayed about it and we were all like, okay, God, like, I really feel like you're, you're calling us to leave sooner rather than later. And then when you sold the house, it was just confirmation, really. It was like, okay, we already felt at peace about leaving earlier. And now we sold our house in the middle of a pandemic in five days with seven offers all above asking yeah. price. Um, and then we had confirmation after confirmation. Megan and I just, like Donald had mentioned, um, we were living on the Lozy's property in a little trailer and we sold... Uh, my truck and the trailer within like three days. Um, So it was like, okay, like this is weird. Like most people like are out of jobs at this point, right? Like we shouldn't be selling stuff in incredible time. So as that progressed, we're like, okay, well, when are you guys closing on the house? And I'll pass it back over to you. Yeah. um, So we ended up, you know, closing, well, close date's supposed to be May 21st. Um, So that's obviously you know what we're nine days nine days away nine days nine yeah. days away um so yeah i i you know the the timeline the, the timeline definitely moved a lot faster and I, I would say a lot of this has been um pretty open i would say we've been pretty open as far as like the concrete date you know it's just been circumstantial where you know is it may 21st or is it june 1st um and so we, we've been pretty open with the exact date i wouldn't say that we have like uh you know thus says the lord we have to leave on may 28th um, but there was just a sense of urgency. Um, and, and we saw that urgency in, in how fast the homes sold, how fast the camper sold, how fast the truck sold. Um, and there's just been this, um, 
yeah, just, a, I guess, a piece, right? Yeah, and you say urgency, and it's funny. I remember um, Chris and I were heading over to um, Tracy and Janie's house for, like, an eldership meeting, and we were talking about that. And this was, like, uh, what was that, like, October, November time frame of 2019, and we're like, honestly, like, this isn't something I feel, like, slow about. Um, I, I feel like God's has given both of us this sense of urgency, like, okay, like get your, get your stuff in order and leave, go, go and fulfill what I've told you guys to fulfill. And so as this is happening, I think this is in both of the back of our minds, like, okay, like if, if God is sovereign during this, um, then, then this has to play into a plan of some sorts. Right. And so we're like, well, I guess we'll leave sooner rather than later. And, and, and May 21st is going to be that day tentatively. So yeah, really just the urgency was felt. Yeah. Okay. So big shift through all of this stuff, COVID rush with the house, school shutting down, everything shifting. So instead of late August, it's looking more like late May, uh, which is days away now. (laughs) Um, And then Steven, did you want to share a little bit about like, so the plan is what is still kind of to leave in nine days, but then there's, there's a catch. Yeah. This is, this part gets a little like weird because we, this is all a what if at this point now. Um, so on Monday, um, I, a lot of you guys know, I think we had got up in front of the church a couple months ago. Um, and Jojo, um, was born, Josheb, our son was born with, um, severe hydronephrosis, um, which is just his kidneys, um, releasing urine pretty much. So they get overinflated. Um, and so we, he had two surgeries, um, it was born. It looked really bad after the surgeries, six months after the surgeries, it was like, okay, this is looking better. Like we've got some, um, pretty, pretty good improvement here. So we're like, oh wow. Like that's amazing. Like, thank you Lord. Right. Um, and so yes, or Monday when we had that, um, appointment just to, they do regular checkups. Um, Megan noticed, she's like, Steven, I've been through quite a few of these and it, and this doesn't look as good as it was before. So that's in the back of both of our minds. I'm trying to put it out. And then Tuesday we had our um, appointment with the specialist. Um, and he and he comes on and it's over Zoom, of course. Um, and he's like, hey, guys, pretty much for some reason, af- a little while after the surgery, um, it was looking really good. There was improvement. Um, but now we're, it's not bad, but we're making our way back up to bad. So he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to do these different scans, um, get everything figured out. Um, and then from there, it's like possible surgery. Um, who, who, who knows what's going to happen? So um, today um, we're going to be in the midst of the renal scan, which they just check everything out. And then we're going to be talking to the specialist um, about what's going to really happen, whether that is surgery or if that's um, six months down the line, we're just going to check up on it again. So we're just sitting here before, like really in anticipation, um, waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we don't May 21st, we would love to leave May 21st. We had started booking hotels and the U-Haul and everything, but now it's like, well, if his surgery is the 22nd, obviously we're not going to leave the 21st. Right. So yeah, we're just kind of waiting. Um, in this, in this position of like, okay, you know, here we are, God. Um, once again, 
we've surrendered everything. You mm. know what I mean? And and Chris and I just had a conversation of of um how as as the man I feel like the protector and the provider of my family and but God holds that to another extent. You know mm. what I mean? Like right. though I hold it, he has everything in his hands. Right. Um and so I just sit in this position of knowing that that God has this. Mm. Um and and expecting that We'll, we're still going to go to Maine, um, whether that's on the 21st or three weeks from then. Um, yeah. So, like I said, we don't. It's it's kind of up in the air. We don't we don't really know what's going to happen until um, later today, but we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for the update. I know that's a uh, like hard news to be kind of processing as like bags are packed, houses <laughs> closing, trailers sold. And then this this health stuff comes up. So uh, I would just kind of present that to to you guys, to, to the church community and say, hey, as you're praying today, as you're fasting today, let's be lifting up this team. Uh, let's be praying over some of these things, direction, planting potentially in L.A., praying over that decision, that neighborhood, all of that. Uh, let's be praying for Joseb uh, and just for healing there, because that's now a big factor in, in the timeline and we just want to see him healed you know like we we want to see god move in that situation so as you're praying and fasting today let's be lifting up this team praying over their location praying over uh, the timeline praying for joseb and healing and we'll all just kind of journey forward over these next this next week or so and just kind of see what happens Uh, anything else uh, in particular that's kind of burdening on you know on your guys's hearts that you'd want the church praying for today yeah i i I would definitely say um just the logistics of, of everything. I mean, it, it's 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 not easy, um, especially now, right? And there's a two-week quarantine um, period in Maine right now, so trying to get a rental there hasn't been the easiest thing to do. Mm. Um, and rental prices versus home prices are like like beyond. I mean, they're so different; it's unbelievable. I mean, mm. you can buy a house for eighty thousand in Lewiston, but you can't rent a house for less than seems like. 2,500, 2,500 wow. um, right now. So it, it, there, there's obviously that hurdle. Um, I would say just getting out there and then, um, yeah, just the, the, the element of, you know, what we're talking about right now, the logistics of, you know, we may need to Airbnb while we're here in Spokane for a couple of weeks. Um, right. and even just provision for that as, as well. Hmm. Yeah. Cause even crossing all the States and the different laws in each state and all of the rest stops are closed. Right. It's just a wild time to be trying to cross the country and get into a state that's kind of shut down and it's just wild. So we'll just be praying over that whole process and uh, we'll keep the church updated as well uh, on kind of how that unfolds and when the exact date is and and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Donald, would you just pray for these guys for this team as we close? Father, we just thank you for your presence. God, we thank you that um, beyond anything else that we can trust in your sovereignty. God, we can trust in that um, you hold everything in your hand. God, that you haven't been surprised. Father, you aren't um, shocked at anything that's going on. God, we just pray. Um, we pray for Joseph. We pray, God, for um, first your healing and second for answers. God, we pray that it would be clear. Father, it would be so clear for uh, Megan and Stephen and for Chris and Alex and just clear for Joseph and what they are to do. God, I pray that um, it would be quick and that the healing would come. God, we pray even just as scans today, Father, that um, that they would show clear. 
Mm-hmm. God, we thank yeah. you. Um, we thank you that you've called Chris to a life of faith. God, to pick up and move as many times as he has, to pick up and move across the country in one month, uh, to come to Spokane, just on a word and a prophetic word from you. God, I thank you for that faith you've given him. God, and we pray that you would just give him more. Father, and just faith to speak things into um, with you into existence, Lord. Just even places to go and uh, places to stay. God, we pray that, um, yeah, that you'd make it so. Lord, we thank you. We thank you um, for everything you do for us. God, for your grace and your mercy. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.